Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z coming to you from the front seat of the old F250 as we head westbound to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It has begun. And I was waiting for it for the last few days when Hurricane Ian was first starting to be forecasted by the meteorological professionals to go into Florida. I call it the Power Pole Parade. When Louisiana has a hurricane, power uh, companies, rather, electric grid utility workers, linemen as they're called, come from all over the country into South Louisiana to help restore the electrical grid. Because for some reason in the year 2022, we still poke holes in the ground, put toothpicks in the holes, and then string wires from those toothpicks, from one toothpick to the next to the next. There's no concrete holding those power poles into the ground, no sir. Drill into the ground, drop it in, put some sand around it, playground sand, that'll be good enough. I know it's done for a reason, it's more economical, it's more cost effective. A friend of mine hit a power pole about 25 years ago on the river road alongside the mighty Mississippi River levees. Totaled out a beautiful 1967 Chevelle it was called a Malibu Classic or a no, Malibu Custom. I don't remember. It was just an old car. Solid steel. And he took out a pole. Left the wires dangling. Cut off power to many of the neighbors. Anyway, back then, 25 years ago, or maybe, maybe it's been more like 30 now, he was sent a bill by the utility company for $990 to replace what was once a small tree, and then have guys go and hang wires from that what was once a small tree, and then flip a switch so that the neighbors could have electricity again. The guy's name was Dennis. He truly was a menace, but I digress. The Power Pole Parade was seen yesterday on my way back from Baton Rouge. Along Interstates 12 and Interstate 10, there were dozens of utility company and electrical contractors all headed towards the panhandle of Florida so that they could stage and get ready for what is likely to be a very powerful landfalling hurricane along Florida's western coast. Still this morning, most weather forecasters are saying that Ian could reach Category 4 strength before diminishing in strength due to the shallower waters of the western shores of Florida. But either way, there will be a massive wall of water, as they always predict. Storm surge up to 25%, and I've never seen that. Not even with Katrina, the storm surge that was visibly measured by cameras was no more than 12 feet. But I digress once again. They have to hype it. They have to exaggerate it. It's what drives ratings. If you think there's enough 
Home Depot and Lowe's commercials on the Weather Channel. Wait for a hurricane to be potentially making landfall in the United States. I don't know if the Weather Channel raises their rates when there's a storm in the Gulf of Mexico, but there sure are a whole lot of insurance commercials and home improvement store commercials on the Weather Channel when there's a storm in the Gulf. And maybe they're there all the time. I don't watch the Weather Channel like I used to when I was a storm-chasing independent insurance adjuster. I don't know. I just don't pay attention. Back in those days, we called it the Money Channel because wherever you see Jim Cantore's smiling face, scowling face, short man syndrome face, whatever you want to call it, that's where the money would be made by contractors, roofers, public adjusters, independent insurance adjusters. That's where you went as an adjuster to make your living. Major hailstorm and tornado outbreak in the Midwest. There's Jim Cantore live on the Weather Channel. See a little twinkle in the eye of all of those independent insurance adjusters because they knew with ladders in tote, they would be making money adjusting those losses. To my friends in Florida, and I know we have very, very many listeners in Florida. I get calls and texts and emails from you guys all the time. Thank you very much for listening to the Truth Hurts program. I very much hope you have heeded the warnings to evacuate. If you're in zones A, B, C, and now possibly D, you should either already be on the road or you should be prepared to sit in massive traffic snarls on the road because either way, my friends, it's headed your way. Even if you are not at the eye, the very dead center of Ian, this storm is stretched out about 500 miles, which means for about 250 miles from its center, people will be feeling tropical storm force winds hurricane force winds, tidal surges, storm surge, massive amounts of rain. And when you live in, for example, Tampa Bay, a city that is basically at sea level with virtually no rise. Here we go, another vehicle who can't stay on the road. Good morning, Mr. Truck, please get on the road. Um, when When you're along Tampa Bay, everything is low lying. The rivers around that area, Crystal River and those places, they all drain into the Tampa Bay, which drains out into the Gulf of Mexico. But Ian will be pushing water back into the bay and up the rivers, coupled with all of the rain that is expected to come in with this tropical system. There will be major flooding in Florida. I sincerely hope you took my advice when I urged you at the beginning of hurricane season and on a previous few episodes of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Get out there and take photographs of your property. Then go inside your homes and take photographs of the interior rooms and your personal possessions. Because when you get home and you have damage, and you file an insurance claim. The lizard, the ostrich, the cartoon characters, the lady in pasty white, 
the guy falling from a tree on the hood of your car or selfie breakdancing, they are not obligated to take your word that you had X, Y, and Z inside of your home. You have to prove A, that you had those things, and B, that those things were damaged by this event. That's the way the insurance contract is written. You have to prove your loss. If you did not document those things that you own, the condition that they are in, it is highly likely that the insurance adjuster might question your claim at the very least and could legally, lawfully, contractually deny your claim. The only way to guarantee that you can prove your loss is to show photographs, video, documentation, receipts, invoices, etc., that you owned a 75-inch super-duper television or this computer or that laptop or this camera. It's the only way. Just saying, well, I had blah, 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 and now it's all washed away because, look, my wall is gone. They're not just simply going to write you a check and say, oh, we take your word for it. I've been to Florida. Yes, some of you have some very beautiful well-furnished homes. But I've also been to Florida. I've been through Zephyr Hills and Thonota Sassa, Wesley Chapel area, out in the boonies. I've seen some real junk out there. Tampa has not been hit directly by a hurricane in a hundred plus years. I believe it's right at 101 years. The good news for insurance adjusters is they won't have to search through 15 prior insurance claims on every house to make sure that the people who got paid for the last loss and the loss before that and the loss before that and the loss before that have actually done the repairs for which they were paid because you can't double dip. In Louisiana, the corruption capital of America, people will have a small hailstorm, hailstones the size of snap peas, hailstones the size of gravel that you put at the bottom of your aquarium will hit the house. And the public adjusters and the lawyers come out saying, you have hail damage. If it hailed, you have damage. And then they'll tell the insurance companies, if you don't give them a new roof, and new decking and sheathing and new insulation and all new drywall and paint and a complete renovation, we're going to sue you. But you got paid for a hailstorm the year before and never replaced the roof that you were paid to replace. You're not entitled to get paid again because you failed to make those repairs. Am I making sense? Those of you in the insurance industry know that I'm making sense. You cannot double dip. Duplication of benefits is illegal. It's insurance fraud. It doesn't stop the ambulance chasers. It doesn't stop the for-profit public adjusters. And make no bones about it. They are there for profit. 
doesn't stop them from making claims and then saying, well, I'm only relying on what the policyholder told me. Oh, you can't hold me responsible. <laughs> there are some good public adjusters out there, just like there were in the past some good labor unions out there. Just to make a comparison, labor unions now are rife with corruption, fraud, and all they're doing is acting like the mob. But that's a story for another day. The Power Pole Parade is headed to a Florida city near you because there is, with most certainty, going to be massive power outages. There will be telephone poles, as we call them, or power poles, those big toothpicks that we stick into the ground and hang wires from in the year 2022. It's called the electrical grid. And thank God Ron DeSantis in Florida is proactive. He has entered into mutual aid agreements with multiple other states. When Louisiana has a hurricane or tropical storm, some other cataclysmic event, Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida agree to send help to Louisiana. And in return, that mutual aid agreement, that reciprocal aid agreement, states that when Florida is in trouble and Louisiana, thank God, this year doesn't or hasn't yet seen tropical activity firsthand for the first time in two years, we will be sending people there. And you can bet your sweet patootie that Louisiana's Cajun Navy, an all-volunteer group of Cajun men and women, will be packing their trucks and their trailers and their boats, their cooking gear, their supplies of food, and they will be headed to Ground Zero to offer rescue assistance, water rescues, land rescues, search and rescue through swamps, forests, and they'll be there to cook hot meals places where the power is out and is expected to be out for a long time. Louisiana Cajun Navy, a non-profit organization of volunteers. Mostly guys who either own companies or understand the needs and will let some of their employees actually go out and get paid. They'll pay them out of their company salaries just like they would be paid if they were at work. Take your boat. Here's some money for fuel. Go on down there to wherever. Sleep in your truck, sleep in a tent because the hotels are needed for the people evacuating, for those there coming in to assist. Do your part, help everybody out, and then come on back to your job. Much like Congress was intended to be and the presidency was intended to be by the founding fathers. They don't go down there and expect to stay there for life and continue to get a salary for not doing the job that they had before they became Cajun Navy volunteers. Unlike Congress people who go there, suck off the government tit for as long as they possibly can, making backroom buddy deals with other congressmen. I'll vote for your plan if you vote for my plan. Let's find a way to keep me here because I play, I play the game with you. And then, 
when it's time to leave, instead of leaving, I'll go to work for a lobbying company, a lobbying firm, and I'll stay here forever making money, making backroom deals, because that's what they do in Congress. I'm all over the board this morning, aren't I? Those power pole parades right now heading to Florida. People looking to go down there and help Florida to get the power on, to get the lights on. You imagine if it was California? Their electrical grid sucks. It is inadequate for the number of electric items that people in California expect to run. California, everything runs on electricity because they've killed the natural gas industry. Goofy Gavin Newsom has put in all kinds of new executive orders and the Democratic uh, state government is putting all these new rules and regulations and restrictions. Can't have gas appliances in any new homes built after next year. Can't have any new gasoline pipeline or gas pipelines, sorry, natural gas pipelines. They've gotten rid of oil, coal, natural gas. They're trying desperately now to get rid of diesel trucks. You know, those giant hooking vehicles that deliver all of the things that people need in California, like food and water and medicine. Well, you trucking companies are going to have to find a better way because we don't want your diesel fumes in our state. I suggest California start resurrecting their horse and buggy industry. By the way, a study was conducted at the University of Calgary that if we didn't have cars, if we didn't have trucks, if we didn't have trains, but we did have the current populations that we have in our country, the number of horses, the number of oxen, the number of mules and donkeys, cattle, necessary to sustain transportation across this country. The methane emitted by the flatulence of the cows, the horses, the oxen, the mules, the donkeys alone. Remember, they all eat grass. And you know what happens when you eat too much salad? You get a little flatulent, a little farty. If we had to rely on animal power instead of vehicle power, the greenhouse gas levels would be 15 times what they are as compared to our current clean burning diesel fuel truck fleet, our heavily smog and pollution controlled gasoline car fleet. But it would never happen anyway because PETA, people eating tasty animals, isn't that what PETA stands for? People eating tasty animals? No. PETA, people for the ethical treatment of animals, would be out there protesting. Can't have horses and cows and oxen and mules, donkeys, all of that out there. We don't even want you eating a hamburger. We want you to eat something that we think tastes like a hamburger, we think looks like a hamburger, but it's made from plants. That's what PETA wants. Well, if it's so wonderful to eat plants, why does PETA have to disguise plants to look like hamburgers, hot dogs, sausage, steak? Sort of like the Democratic Party, isn't it? 
Democratic Party wants you to think they're all for democracy. So they disguise everything as supposedly pro-democracy. And yet each and every day they nibble a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more away from our democracy. Our democratic republic or our republican form of democracy, however you want to call it, is being eroded day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute by the democratic political party in the United States of America. Yeah, you knew I had to go there sooner or later in this episode of the Truth Hurts program. But I'll get off that track. Hurricane Ian will be going ashore in Tampa, or at least skirting the coastline of Tampa. And if you've ever looked at a hurricane or a tropical storm, it spins around in a circle. And each time it spins, it kicks up water, kicks up more wind, cyclonic action. There will be major damage in Florida. I just hope that the two tiny little skinny interstates, Interstates, I believe 75 runs north, and Interstate 4 runs east. I hope people have enough sense to get out of the way of this storm. It could be really, really bad. If we believe the hype, the exaggeration of the weather people out there. We've all seen it before. It's gonna be a category five. It's gonna kill everybody. A year later, you got blue tarps on rooftops. Few people died because they were dumb enough to stay home or sit under a tree. For the most part, life goes on after these storms move inland, dissipate, or go back offshore and just fly off into the sunset. I sincerely hope, my friends, especially those of you listening, have enough common sense to get the hell out of town, evacuate. Because, to be quite honest with you, your life is worth way more than that Sony television, if they still make such a thing. Your life is worth much more than that 8-track tape player you might still have sitting on the bottom shelf of your entertainment center because you think it looks cool. If you are one of the late leavers, expect to be sitting in traffic for some extended periods of time. Now, I'm not going to be dumb enough to make the correlation between those who drive electric-powered cars running out of electricity to those who run out of gasoline while trying to evacuate and they get stuck in traffic for long, long periods of time. You know who you are. You know what the fear is. I cannot imagine sitting on an interstate, bumper-to-bumper traffic, trying to evacuate in an electric car. The amount of juice it takes to run an air conditioner in those cars is immense. They don't have an electric can, like they have a gas can for those who run out of gasoline. Someone can simply whip out a gasoline can and put five gallons of fuel in your gasoline-powered car so that you can continue along your way evacuating. If your electric car runs out of fuel, well, 
That presents a whole new bunch of challenges now, doesn't it? Someone can't bring you out a can of electricity, pour it into your battery. They would have to bring out a generator running on what? Oh, that's right. Pesky fossil fuel. Gasoline. Cannot imagine, for the life of me, a guy in a Tesla, a guy in a Chevy Volt, whatever other electric cars are out there. The Ionic. Maybe if you have a hybrid electric gas vehicle, you might be okay. But I believe that people stuck in traffic in evacuation lines are the, <laughs> thank you, are the ones who will feel it the most when they look at their how much charge do I have left and freak out knowing that there's no electric charging infrastructure out there. And to make matters even worse, this is my favorite part. Oh, we'll just pull into Target and charge our vehicle. It takes, what, eight hours, six hours, four hours? And that's if the charging port is open. There might be five cars in line waiting to wait four hours, six hours, eight hours to charge their vehicles. There's nothing worse than an entitled liberal Democrat who thinks the world owes them something. Imagine when two or three of them get into a parking lot and they're all fighting at the same time for one electrical charging port and then the power goes out and there's no way to charge. It's not fair. <laughs> and they're self-righteous. They think they're doing the right thing and perhaps in their minds they are. But when the poo-poo hits the fan and the electricity's out, the fan no longer turns. That's good for the recipients of the poo-poo and the fan. But when the fan no longer turns because the electricity's out, these do-gooders, these tree-huggers, there goes another power pole parade. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for heading that way. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and always a straggler for some reason, number twelve. When the poo-poo hits the fan, the power goes out and you're sitting in that Target parking lot trying to partake of their one or two charging ports and you're trying desperately to get out of town. And you're being passed by the people you thumbed your nose at. I drive an electric car. I'm better than you. Or power pole people headed that way. Good deal. When you are sitting there powerless, pun intended, because their electricity is out. What are you going to do? How are you going to evacuate with Fifi and Fido? How are you going to get out of town? Well, I think this event will help explain why electric cars are not yet viable in the United States of America. Oh, it could happen. But it's not going to happen in the timetable that gropey Joe Biden and the Democratic Party would like to see it happen. The AOCs of the world would love to see tomorrow every single gasoline station shut down. Every single car, for some strange reason that runs on gasoline, simply disappear from the landscape. Gone. Poof. Like horses and buggies. Except in Amish country. 
AOC, the Democrats would love to see that, my friends. They'd like nothing more than to see that. If they could tomorrow snap their finger and replace every single vehicle in this traffic jam I'm sitting in right now with an electric vehicle, they would be ecstatic until, of course, it's time to charge that vehicle. And we're still hanging electric wires from toothpicks. And when the wind blows, the wires fall off the toothpicks or the toothpicks fall over. And there's no electricity to charge those electric cars. That is when the truth hurts. And it will hurt for quite some time to come because we do not have the infrastructure in place to charge those electric vehicles. And no matter how many times Joe Biden looks into the camera and lies to you and says the $1.2 trillion infrastructure package he signed is going to help things, after all of that money is filtered through all of the committees, all of the boards, all of the politicians and their brothers-in-law and their deals and their backroom deals, we will see virtually zero improvement in our infrastructure. We've proven that. Every time the Democrats do a tax and spend and tax again plan, nothing positive happens. My friends, I've run out of time for this Tuesday morning edition of the Truth Hurts program. I hope you have a terrific Tuesday. Remember, the deadliest catch tonight on the Discovery Channel season finale. Go out there and have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.